Oh, wow. You guys, you love us. You love us so much. (laughs) It's Nobody Dances Here, season three, premiere party. And Nia Huss here. Chai Ho! Yeah, she's Indian, in case you didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and today's show topic is getting your hustle on. How do you feel about that, Neha? I think you need to explain what that term means, Quentin. So, as explained to our, to us by our lovely intern, Crystal, getting your hustle on means that you're getting what you want, when you want, by any means necessary. Nice. So, are we specifically talking about... Um, I'm waiting for you to answer that. Specifically, t- we're, well, for today, we're talking about school internships internships jobs job searching that lovely stuff and today also uh, we have two very special artists with us here today uh the first being matthew santos grammy nominated you may recognize him from uh lupe fiasco's track superstar and then uh, we have a boutique owner nicole briggs is going to come up in a little bit so this is all big things. We're, we're doing big things in season three. I'm excited. Are you? Yeah, I'm just more excited that we have Matthew Santos and Nicole Briggs and Oprah couldn't get them. So <laughs> clearly I'm happier than she is. Uh, let's not focus on Oprah this year. Well, not yet. Not yet, at least. All right. Yeah. So I barely saw you this summer. What was that about? Well, I wasn't in Chicago. I was, uh, I mean, I was, but I was traveling. Um, I went to California and I went to Texas. Oh, wow. You partied it up. Sort of. Weren't you with your mom, though? I Yes, that's why I said sort of. Ooh. So, what was that like? <laughs> um, well, it was good because um, places like Texas where I didn't need to party, I was with mom. But um, in California, I had a lot of cousins, so that's I enjoyed cool. it. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, I had a summer job, and actually one of my coworkers just walked in from my summer job. But I worked for Residence Life as a summer RA. Woo! Yeah. One second. Wait, why are you happy about working as an RA? I was being fake. Okay. I wasn't really happy. I'm an actor. Um, but Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly changed my life. And magically, they rehired me to be a RA for the school year. So. Good for you. Free housing, stipend, you know. Good for you. Less so you're getting things it. to have to worry about. You're getting your hustle on, is that it? Yeah, that's, that's all. I wouldn't take it because, uh, you know, I want to change lives. That's for damn sure. <laughs> You caught me on that one. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, did you travel anywhere, by the way? I traveled between L stops, but that's pretty much about it. I didn't go anywhere this summer, which is a first for me. I didn't even go home to Nashville, in, Tennessee. In case everyone's wondering how I'm reacting, I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. That's where you travel. L stops. Yeah, L stops. Red line, brown line, purple line, blue line, yellow line. Okay, line, moving on. Line, uh, pink line. Didn't you... Hold, oh. Yes, back. Focus. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> <You're an> um, <laughs> did you? Um, did you do something for Oprah? Yes. Can I you? don't really want to talk about it, but I will talk about it. Uh, I danced in that big Oprah block party that nice. you know kick off her twenty fourth season. Yeah, it was pretty torturous. Um, so a torturous RA job and a torturous um, dance segment with Oprah. Yeah, I mean not with nice. Oprah. She didn't even know what was going on. Okay. They just told her to be excited when it happened, and she pulled it off. All Thumbs right. up to her, you know. But my back was hurting, and nobody cared. No one. Um, 
Okay. Weren't there a lot of like uh, cussing and craziness going on in the audiences? Like people pushing each other? No. Not at all. It was a very friendly environment. It was? Yeah. I heard different stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, during the rehearsals, the director got really violent with us. He was like, you cannot leave. Put down your back. I was like, what? I didn't know what was going on. Okay. So, but he didn't, he didn't cuss you. He didn't sort of like mentally, See, physically, The rule, the rule is, is that you can cuss, but you can't cuss in front of Oprah. Oh. See, like when you use profanity, you need to know the rules of profanity because sometimes you can't wait wait it. wait so what are the rules of profanity according to quentin i don't i will say fuck anywhere i will you gave me shit for saying fuck on air the first time i was because here. i was like i want this to be a family show i want people to listen to it with their friends and their fuck parents that, and quentin. stuff like that and kenyatta kept saying i can't let my mom listen to the show because you guys keep saying the fuck word i'm like oh, fuck you what know? is your favorite cuss word fuck obviously nice how would you, if you had to describe that in one word, what would the meaning be? How do you describe the word <laughs> fuck in one word? I don't know. I, I don't just want to catch you off guard. I don't know. What is your favorite prof- word of profanity? Clearly, I don't stop using it. So I'm guessing fuck, but um, I don't know. Maybe bitch? Yeah. Kenyatta's favorite word is bitch assness. Oh. But that was a word invented by Diddy. So I don't know how. I feel about that. Clearly, we're not usually using any special and original cuss words ourselves. Yeah, but it's like it's weird because you most people. I want to know. I want to know. I'm sorry. I'm oh, it's you okay. Off. It's fine. I want to know what Natalie's favorite cuss word is. Natalie, say it. Fuck. Fuck. Okay, so yeah, Natalie's right. cuss word. Okay, anybody in the audience have a word that they want to share with us that's not fuck. I know, I know an audience member here uh, had a really creative one for his ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. I think I want to hear that. No, you have to say it on the mic. That's the rule. We have like a big audience here. So we've been telling them that if they want to say stuff, they have to say it on the mic. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, we're going to wait for this audience member to get his mic fixed. But, uh, meanwhile, the fuck seems to be the word of choice today. That's between us, though. I want to know what others think. It's just between the three of us. I'm pretty sure. The fucking audience members have another fucking word. How many times are you going to say that word, though? Just we're talking about profanity. (laughs) Clearly, it's not a family-oriented show. You said, we were hanging out last night, and you said all types of things because you and Miss Kenyatta Dillon got into a fight. (sighs) We, are you sure we want, are we getting there? Where is our producer, by the way? All right, so while she's out, I'm going to tell everyone what happened. Um, You want to be careful when you pick your fights. I'm going to say I was really smart not to pick the fight last night, but I fucking wanted to. She she tugged me on the floor. What did she do? She tugged me on the floor and I she... I was dancing and getting my groove on, and then I saw you flip over. I saw a part of your ass cheek, and you were screaming yeah. at Kinetta. Yeah. Clearly, so, I mooned everyone on the dance floor. And it, then I was pissed off, and I wanted to punch her, but... Why didn't I, you punch her, though? That was the question. Because it's not decent enough. You, I mean, I yelled at her and I clearly um, told her I was upset about it. But oh, wow. creating a fight there would not have been a solution to anything. So what would, what did you call Kenyatta? Didn't you call her a name? A fucking whore. Okay. Okay, so our audience member is going to tell us what he would like to call his girlfriend. 
Can you hear me? Yeah. So, um, I had a girlfriend, ex-girlfriend now, uh, but she resembled a wildebeest. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you called her a wildebeest? Not, never to her face. That was like the code name. Wow. Um, this is while you were dating? I have a question no. for you. How do you make love to a wildebeest? <laughs> well, I can't answer that question, but um, it was all after we broke up. That's how she got the nickname. Oh, wow. All That's right. funny. That I got to say, that is pretty um, different. That's unique. Like, have you ever Been made up horrible nicknames for people? I mean, there's this girl I went to college with, and I referred to her as the Kool-Aid man. Jeez. <laughs> I did. I didn't like her at all. Uh, anyway, um, is there anyone else here who has a nice profanity they'd like to share? Or are we just mutually agreeing on fuck? I think everyone is a saved Christian in this room, so we probably. I think we give the award. Of people. <laughs> I think we give the award to Sam. Yeah, Sam won that. Yeah, Sam won that clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, why did you ever pick a fight? in a public place that you regret now? Oh, yeah. There, during the Oprah thing, actually, it wasn't really me. It was the people I was around. But um, the producers kept putting these different types of people to the front. Because initially, when I got there, I was in the front row. And so she kept putting people in front of us. So it was like... So you were getting blocked diverse. away from yeah, your yeah. limelight. So I, this uh, transgendered uh, individual is... The producer is like, you know, come up to the front. So he's walking or whatever, and he has like this beautiful hair, and you know, so he's really, really strutting skinny, around. He's beautiful and dress. beautiful hair. Yes, okay. wearing a dress. Repeat everything I say, why don't you? And walking through the line, and the woman next to me, she was like, oh, "I'm sick of everyone cutting me. Like, who do you think you are?" Blah blah blah. blah, blah. And like, I knew it was a bad idea from the start to make, you know, start a fight. But I saw like earpiece apparently. He was deaf and the reason why they were moving him to the front was so that you know and he cussed her out and we were all just like ooh, that was a bad move so i see i don't know if that's um i, I don't even know how to react clearly he had um he had a problem he yeah. was disabled right which is why they moved him to the so front it's one of those topics where like you know disabled, it's just like cussing, you kinda, yeah you just have to watch yourself, like especially if you have a short temper. You sort of have so to. So what like, are we watching ourselves for? Everything we even watch ourselves for race, don't we? Yeah. We're always being careful about what you say to whom. Right. You can't assume that people are okay with racial jokes. But once you do know they're okay, then have at it. That's All what right. I say. Have at it. Things are funny. They are. I think people need to calm down a little. Everyone takes race way too serious. Like I know it's serious, but. <laughs> you know it's serious, but, but they take it way too seriously. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, guys, if you want to join in on this conversation, you can call us at the studio um, at 312-345-3805. And remember, this uh, podcast airs live every Saturday at freeradiosac.org. So for those of you who are downloading the podcast, why not listen to us as we tape it? I mean, be cool. Be cool. In the chat room, especially. We're going to take a short break. But uh, don't leave us because we have Matthew Santos and Nicole Briggs coming up and more discussion to follow. All right.
That scared the hell out of me. I didn't oh. know that song was going to end that early. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> All right, for those of you eyes. just uh, tuning in, this is Nobody Dances Here. We're filming live on the Magnificent Mile, made famous by Oprah with her stupid block party. And we love Oprah. We do. We we do. No, I'm being sarcastic. Go okay. on. Okay. So uh, again. Call us, 312-345-3805. We have Matthew Santos and Nicole Briggs in the house today. Woo! 
Thank you guys. A fabulous, cheerful audience. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Chicago. Um, like what? Like the baseball coach, uh, his name was Glenn Hall. He got shot by one of his <laughs> players after he took one of them out of the game due to a low, low batting bang. score. Mm. Well, it's been happening a lot recently, hasn't it? Yeah. And the whole point of this um, team was to keep these guys um, off the streets. Off the streets, yeah. So clearly that's not working. Yeah, like uh, the guy's name is D'Angelo Williams, and he shot Hall four times, and then he wanted to kill him, but he ran out of bullets. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, that's I mean, not working. He wasn't dead after four. Like that's weird. Maybe that guy was just short in his hand or leg or something. I don't know what was going on, but that's not the point. That is the point. He got shot four <laughs> times. He should put out an album like 50 Cent. Or, excuse me, 50 Cent. 50 Cent? 50 Cent. Is that how you say it, Crystal? She's our hood correspondent. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. This is where Gosh. we get into the race issue. She's going to beat me up. Don't do it. Uh, but uh, also, uh, CTA is promising security cameras at all of the stations by next summer. All of them. So where it does, Oh yeah, it starts with the green line and then it heads north to the red line. Um, didn't you have a theory where you thought everyone's going to flash each other? And well, no, only pictures? on the Addison stop people are going to flash those security cameras. Wait, are you making fun of me now because I said I used to go a lot to Wrigleyville? No. Okay, good. But you do go to Wrigleyville because I, I can to. make fun of you right now. You've already done that before, but fuck, I shouldn't have brought it up. Oh, you said that word again. I know. That's fine. But uh, yeah, they said that uh, the north end of the red line is going to be the next batch of security cameras to be set up. So They should. After that entire hustle of the gay um, homophobia going on again at the CTA. Yeah. Hey, did, you, did you check? I mean... The whole Facebook group come up and well, people are... Well, let us backtrack and tell people what happened. Yes, uh, do that. It happened earlier this week. A CTA writer was subject to homophobic remarks from a CTA employee. And people band together, started a Facebook group. And then there was an anonymous Craigslist posting describing the incident with attempts to reach out to the community. And this happened at Belmont. Yeah, that's that's the gay hood. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Wow. It's uh, as my cab driver said, it's gay heights. And then I was like, what did you just call it? And he goes, yeah, it's homo heights. Didn't you know that? I'm not joking. I swear he did. Wow. Well, yeah. that's Chicago for you, a candidate for the Olympic bid. So, another <laughs> Chicago news. Uh, and we're, we're, going, we're going to talk about Oprah again. Uh, Whitney Houston appeared on the Oprah show. Well, she's going to appear on the Oprah show September 14th. September. 14th. Yes. Yes. Isn't, isn't she appearing after like 70 years? Yes. Like doing an interview, basically. A two-part interview. It's two episodes of Whitney Houston. But I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know if I care for Whitney Houston. Do any of you guys care for Whitney Houston's interview? I, don't, I know I don't care. Any Whitney fans in the audience? Any right. Whitney? Anyone? Going once? going twice no like two Majority people wins. of color no. so that they like in two entire interviews right. no it's okay but uh she's going to talk about drugs marriage divorce and her new album of course has anybody heard the new album yes. no. who's heard it nobody uh what who what kenyatta's heard it what Our did you think of it keeps raising her hand what did you think of it kenyatta you have to yeah, talk here. into the mic. And not hear mic. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, Sad? You know what? It was kind of generic. She 
did a dance mix of like this really gorgeous slow song and it's awful. And eh, you know, it's been done. She can do so much better. She's Whitney Houston. Like it's crappy pop music. Yeah, oh. she's gone down. That's down why we don't want to watch her. Very sad. But the interview should be good, you know, because she's still goofy. I'm just saying. Okay. I can. I You're can get goofy. Down doesn't mean I'd want to watch you for two hours. But you do, Nick. <laughs> you do. You well, sign up for front that. row seats. Anyway, uh, Jay Z performed at the House of Blues on September 8th to promote uh, his Blueprint 3 album that came out on 9 11. Yeah, that's his anniversary of the first Blueprint album. Yeah, but I think a lot of albums came out yesterday. Which ones? I don't. Why did you do that? <laughs> no, I don't know the answers to that question. I like putting you on the spot. What can I say? Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Michael Jordan was inducted into the Basketball, Basketball Hall of Fame, Fame, and everybody is saying that he was really, really. Um, one person referred to him as a bully. Well, he's six ten and ginormous. He looks like a bully. He doesn't need to behave like one. Uh, he was really not happy about it, but I don't know. Well, our show producer is a bully. Doesn't mean, you know, I mean. Uh, so. <laughs> don't you just want to shoot her? Speaking of shooting people, uh, did you know that Chicago had this big, huge uh, gun campaign where if you have a gun or you get possession of a gun, you could turn it in for a gift card? Yes, into a church or yes. a place of worship. Take it to a yes. church and you get a gift card. So for those of you gangbangers out there, um, I know one of our interns turned in 10 guns. That's what she said. I don't know where she's gone. I'm not going to take her name. Yeah, it's fine. Um, not that one. As long one. as you don't bring it to your place <laughs> of internship, we're, we're cool. We so, trust you. Yeah. And she, she told us that you get like a little rebate card where you can, um, you know, basically like a gift card. Use, use it for It's money. a Visa card. Yeah, a rebate card. That's not a rebate card. Never mind. It's okay. You're not from here so that's fine <laughs> yes um, <laughs> on that note hello how are you today <laughs> oh yes, my god you wanted to hear that no. yeah thank you thank you for making me feel like that i'm thank sorry you. i'm sorry let's calm down for a little bit <laughs> um and then also in chicago news uh there's been this huge uh political thing going on with marijuana like i think our uh Legalization of yeah, marijuana is that what you're trying to get it at? In Illinois. Uh, well, I'm pro for it. I am so against it. Why? I think Have marijuana you ever tried smoking it? is so tacky. <laughs> it's tacky. I think it's tacky. I think you make it tacky. Oh, I don't do it, so how would I do that? Well, yeah. I'm pro for it. Um, Why are you pro for it? Please let us all know, you pothead. I didn't <laughs> say I was a pothead, but thank you for telling me that. Um, you know what? I'm actually gonna put somebody on the spot and. Um, can we have an audience member tell us the pros and cons or what his opinion is? Come on in. Yeah. W yeah. What is your opinion? Do yes. it. <laughs> there's, there's a microphone right there, sir. The pros and cons of marijuana. Let's Are you for it or against it? I think uh, I'd be lying if I said I was against it. It's an enjoyable thing to, let's say, watch movies with. Um, <laughs> uh, how so? How is it enjoyable? Like what? Some things take on a different meaning. Okay. You see Alice in Wonderland, it's going to be a lot more... Meaningful? Uh, do you beautiful. do know that the guy that made... I'm sorry to cut you off. The guy that made Alice in Wonder, uh, Wonderland was actually um, a child molester. And he wrote that entire book for his 10-year-old neighbor. He was a creep, but go on. 
<laughs> yeah. You really just killed wow. the topic with I that know. one. Damn it. <laughs> That's that. I, on it's that note, <laughs> we're going to transition no, out I'm of still this. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I need a minute to gather myself. That really disturbed me. I'm sorry. In case you ever want to read Alice in Wonderland. I don't now. I don't want to support. He it. said he said it gives Alice in Wonderland a new meaning. But you so just that's gave why it does you that. just gave <laughs> Alice in Wonderland a new meaning. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't know that thing before. That's fine. For <laughs> those of you who are listening, uh, this is nobody dances here, and, and we're pro marijuana. No, we're not. Why are you putting? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we're discussing it in Illinois. We're discussing it. That doesn't mean that we're pro. Well, I am. So You're listening to nobody dances here. Nehas pro marijuana. And Alice in Wonderland. And uh, we're going to take a short break. We have Matthew Santos coming up, like, really soon. So you shouldn't leave. Or fast forward if you're listening to the podcast. On that note, we'll play some music. And yeah. let the Superstore come in in a while. All right. This is on the radio, Matthew Santos.
Matthew Santos, and he's in the audience right now. Well, no, he's not in the audience. He's like right behind me, actually. <laughs> he's our guest. He That's our what guest. you want to specify. I'm having a panic attack. Seven ravens in your Hello, America. Nobody dances here. Uh, call us live in the studio if you want. 312-345-3805. And we have Matthew Santos. Woo! <laughs> so what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Um. So thank you for coming. I know that you're a busy guy, but you're like the biggest person we've had on this show. You definitely are the most important show of yeah. my career. And we've never had <laughs> such a high audience count before. Yeah, everyone it's all, came. It's all because of you. Because of Matthew Santos. People I don't even know. Like, I don't even know that girl over there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, we just wanted to, our show topic is uh, getting your hustle on. And you've definitely done a lot with your career. Um, you've performed on MTV's TV. RL and Spring Break, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, The Late Show, Craig Ferguson, Dave Letterman, and now Nobody Dances Here. Well, you're not performing, but we're interviewing you. So, like, how do you maintain that with your uh, personal life and stuff like that? Hold on, people. We're just adjusting the mic. No. People touching the mics. No. What's going on, Quentin? What'd you do? I didn't do anything. Weren't you worshiping now it the works. mic or Go something? Go for it. Now it works. Go for it. Check. You <laughs> me? On button, off button. All what right. about that? So, yeah. How do you balance your performance life with your personal life? Right. Performance life is, uh, well, you know, when it's hot, it's hot and it's, it's real busy. I've had a lot of downtime, you know little pockets of downtime so you just have to take it when you get it and uh the whole when superstar was hitting big we were, we were doing a big tour and uh then we started touring with kanye west and that was kind of a busy time in my life there wasn't much of a personal life it was really just on the road every night new city uh get on the bus and drive to the next one so uh, oh wow but since then you know i've been recording an album and putting together my own independent record label and um doing a lot of, of uh, uh, prep, 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 
Preparation. <laughs> 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 yes, he's human. He stumbled too. He is right. <laughs> he's like me. Oh. Um, no. <laughs> that was like, no. No. <laughs> no. But what? Uh, what? And when was your first performance? Uh, ever? Yes. Um, in life. In life. Um, I think my first musical performance was when I was 16. It was probably at a coffee shop or something, or at a. Um, Either that or uh, in school performance, like you know, high schools have like jam fests and and whatnot. So um, I was doing coffee shops when I was first getting started. I even did a, a concert in my backyard. I think that might have been my first performance actually. Backyard uh, with neighbors. Backyard with neighbors and and friends. We charged a dollar to for admittance. Oh wow! And I had a nice nice little deck set up amps and terrorized the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so what was your uh, favorite performance that you've done so far? Um, Politically correct. There's been a. Uh, that's a hard one. To, that's hard to say. I, I would have oh, to wow. say my favorite performance when I was when I was uh, rocking with with Lupe was um, was at the Target Center in Minneapolis, my hometown. So I used to see all these these little kiddie shows there, like Disney on Ice and whatnot, when I was a kid. And uh, it was just crazy being there and performing on that stage in front of you know twenty thousand people. So that was that was pretty amazing. I mean, there's been some great shows with my band here in Chicago. We played at the Metro once uh, last year, I believe. That was a pretty incredible show. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I know that you uh, perform with a band. Is it the same group of people, or do you uh, have to change out members? Sometimes. Uh, one of our um, important members of the band recently moved to New York to pursue other interests. Um, hopefully she'll still be playing with us. Her name is Aviva J, backup right. singer. Beautiful, beautiful vocals. Um, and you know sometimes the members leave town like for instance last night we had a show at, at House of Blues and a drummer was out of town in Arizona so we had to hire another drummer uh, Jonathan Marks from Hey Champ actually another Chicago band he learned 14 songs in like 5 days which is incredible Wow! and then we just rocked House of Blues last night with a brand new drummer how was the House of Blues? I know, Matt, I know we're making you talk a lot but we're just curious how was the House of Blues? House of Blues is cool it's a great environment um, you know they treat their artists well. Um, it was a last-minute show, so you know we we still had a, a lot of people coming out, considering it was just uh, internet promotion and whatnot. But it was a fun it was a fun night. It was, it was our, my second time playing there with my band, and my fourth time playing there total. So I did a couple shows with Lupe there. Oh, that's cool. Like I've only been to the House of Blues to see a concert once, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit who the person I went to go see was. It was New Kids on the Block, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. Worse. Worse. Kevin Federline. Oh. Yeah, I did it. I, oh, God. Um, since, <laughs> uh, on that note, all right, since our entire, um, oh, my God, Quentin, I can't believe you I know. That. I ruined things. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, since our entire show topic is about how to get your life, you know, settled and move on and, I don't know, pull it together almost, how... How do you hire your band members? Wh- or how do you replace them? Like your team, because I know that it's more than band members. It's like people that do your marketing, people that set up things for you. Well, a lot of people are have been in the in the project since the beginning, so it's been. Um, in, there's never been a, a, a lot of money to be able to to hire people to do these things. So a right. lot of people are just working uh, out of passion and out of love for the project and to, to see its growth and success. So we're working towards uh, uh, a situation where 
we can be self-sustained and actually work as a, a legit legitimate company a music company um but you know you find people who love the project and and who have faith in it and uh it's a blessing to find that and to really um to have people's help in different areas for the band it's like you know it was easy they felt everyone fell into my lap it was just everyone I, I met everyone through someone another friend or, or whatnot and we just gelled together and been playing music for like five years so like networking yeah, much. yeah networking yeah. i mean you put out a vibe and it, the, the universe responds to it and gives you what you need that's and that's cool. a proven fact and i'm very curious to know what is it like to be in like the grammy hype i know that superstar was nominated for a grammy so mm. what was going on through your head during the whole process oh man uh well i just bought these new shoes honestly and they were killing my feet i don't know how you women wear these high heels not that i was wearing high heels <laughs> <laughs> but it made me feel like i was show topic just <laughs> okay i'm scandalized damn it you ruined my night now sorry about that <laughs> it was pretty incredible i mean i had great seats you know lupe and i were were sitting next to mia she was pretty much giving birth at the time <laughs> i love mia yeah yeah and you got to meet tom york from radiohead and oh, cool. uh, john mayer came over said what's up and <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a, a night full of you know pop rock stars and whatnot and it was cool i got to see paul mccartney play and oh, that's cool was nice. so is there anyone that you would be starstruck if you saw them in person uh not really i mean I met M Melissa Alyssa Milano today. I was a little bit starstruck. Oh, really? She's hot. She's she's hot. Yeah, she's got something going on there. Yeah, she's married. But, uh, she's uh she's pretty cool. I don't know if I'd be starstruck. I met, I mean, uh, I met Justin Timberlake to Jay Z, and, and each time it's just it's been in a situation where I, I guess I didn't feel uncomfortable or, or starstruck by the situation. So that's cool. Have has anyone? been fanatic around you that's kind of like creeped you out or anything like that like a crazy fan say something do something yeah um and we had to have everyone in this room go through security tests just to make <laughs> sure you were safe so i appreciate that yeah <laughs> no, yeah one. i got my eye on you <laughs> after uh the beginning of the glow in the dark tour i used to um head out into the audience uh after the show and it just because I was, you know, I wanted to establish audience artist relationships or whatever. And uh, it would just cause a ruckus at times, so, so much so that I would uh, get in trouble with security of the venues and they would <laughs> actually take my pass away. What? <laughs> what did you do? Uh, I mean, there's one time when we almost got in a fight with the security of this of this venue. I mean, I wasn't trying to fight nobody, but. But uh, if you had to. If I had to. See, that's what you know. I didn't. But yeah. She's still alive, and I didn't. Okay. Um, we had a discussion earlier about when to know if you're going to fight someone. Yeah. And yeah. she almost got into a fight. I didn't. Yesterday. I was going to, but I held my ground. It's okay. You're over-exaggerating the situation. It wasn't that bad. But anyway. Right. I wanted to know, <laughs> um, since um, you've got like a crazy fan following going on, you said like the security had an issue. With the whole thing, I know I'm going back to your Grammy nominee. Did have you ever written down a little thank you note or practiced what you're going to say and who you're going to thank? I don't know. I'm just asking you. No, I've never <laughs> been. I mean, even if Lupe and I did win that Grammy, I'm pretty sure it'd just be Lupe up there talking. I'd just kind of be standing <laughs> next to him smiling. So, I mean, you know, this the whole superstar thing, 
I got mixed feelings about it. it was I'm very I think it was a blessing because uh, it, it got the name out there to millions and millions of people right people in countries I've never even heard of or hit me up on myspace so it's like it's crazy but you know it's, at the same time it's not really the music that I make it's not like the music that I make so the whole this, this whole success thing it's like I, I always felt kind of like I was along for the ride I, w- I didn't feel like it was it was my success it was more Lupe success right. and I was just kind of accenting and and uh, his uh, accenting his success. So like are in disguise. Does almost? this mean that you're trying a little bit harder to get your stuff out now? Oh yeah. Trying to you know because I know that um, your sound sounds different from the stuff that you've done with Lupe. So are you trying to make sure that you keep those Lupe fans in addition to your own fans without losing anybody? That's a tricky subject. I mean. I think a lot of Lupe fans are just music lovers in general. Right. And I think that the world today at large, I mean, a lot of music lovers are not just of one genre. It's, it's, they love everything from uh, Bjork to, to Billie Holiday, and that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from because that's the kind of music I love. So I'm making the music that I love, and it happens to span over many genres. So, I mean, you know, some, some of Lupe's fans might like some of my songs. Some of them might not like some of my songs. That's, that's fine. It's and really, you just got to do what you love, you know? Cool. So you have a CD co- that's about to come out. Uh, could you tell us about that? Sure. It's uh, And hope. how is it? I'm more curious about how it's different from anything you've produced so far. Oh, man. It's, it's really different. Before, my music has been much more uh, down-tempo. Yeah, I did an acoustic album, a live acoustic album last year, 2007. Uh, and this is something I've never done before was try to create more upbeat, poppy music. And at the time that this album was conceived, which was last summer actually, uh, we were being pitched to, to a lot of major labels. So I was trying to create songs that were still me, yet had major label appeal. So they would be interested in pushing it and actually working with me. Um, so I tried to make good pop music, which is difficult for me because I'm not really a pop musician. But um, how, how would you define pop? Uh, just that it's popular or it's just really catchy or catchy stuff that you hear on the radio. Okay. You know, the song that we just listened to on the radio is actually about pop music, about, you know, mega radio hits and whatnot and how they dominate the airwaves and, and the quality of the music tends to be a little bit more flat than, than, uh, round. If you know what I'm saying. Okay. So you don't want to fix, like fix yourself to a genre. Right. All right. But, but if you did have to. Well, I'm kind of working in like the a fusion of three different genres. What it's soul, f- soul, folk, and rock and roll. Nice. Yeah. And um, are you planning to venture out, or are you going to? Yeah, I mean, um, we worked with, uh, we added some some uh, electronic. I mean, we experiment with all sorts of productions. So it's it's even though it's f- soul folk rock, there's still there's a little bit of hip hop production in, in some of the the beats we're making. There's there's still there's electronica. I mean, it's there's all sorts of. We're pulling from all sorts of genres and pools. So, yeah. when you are creating your own stuff, what is it that that keeps your mind going? What keeps your drive going? Um, well, that changes. I mean, ultimately, it's it's staying up on your creative edge, making sure you're making art that is to the best of your ability, and and trying to always strive for reaching your greatest potential as an artist that's cool Uh, i'm curious to know like i know that sometimes you 
might get like, especially in the music industry, it seems, but you might get offers to do things like commercials or, you know, be a part of this like uh, concert series or something like that, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. So there's always this question of like, when do you know Mm-hmm. If you're, you're going to if you're out. about to sell out, like, does that ever cross your mind? Or is there things that you will not do? It and does. what is your definition of sellout? Because I know individually yeah, I mean, we all things, have our own. People. Yeah. Well, uh, you know when you're going to sell out. I'll start with the definition. My definition of selling out is, uh, I mean, the most obvious definition, which is having uh, a corporate s- sponsor come and say, "Hey, will you will you endorse our product?" So Pepsi came to me and said be on our billboards and here's the commercial spot for a million dollars that's selling out or another person might say selling out is uh making commercial music for uh, for mainstream success i mean strictly uh, you know making your jonas brothers pop or your <laughs> sorry she's a jonas <laughs> brothers fan she's gonna cry no. now i mean it's popular music i'm not surprised What's that people on? are fans the of it kevin guy now jonas Brothers. well I'm, anyway. I'm just saying you I know it's to get closer to britney i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, the whole disney like you know hannah montana jonas brothers movement that's like a, a very clear um picture of of uh i, w- I wouldn't say selling out but a picture of pop music today Right. Some might p- people say, yeah. But when you become commercial artist, you be. Some people say you sell out. I mean, but no one knows what it's like until you really are faced with that decision. Right. Like I felt like I was almost selling out when I said yes to doing the superstar with Lupe. Really? Yeah. I mean, even though he's he's a up and coming hip hop artist and sort of a conscious artist that isn't considered mainstream, but he he is getting mainstream, and it's that's okay. He's doing his thing still, uh, but. You know, it's the, the definition. There's, it's a it's a thin it's a thin line. And it's hard to say. Oh. But you know, when you're selling out, when um, uh, you're making music that you don't love for the purpose of making money. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty thoughtful. You said you liked to change people, but with your music and enlighten them in a like you know make them. Um, change or i don't know did i say that yeah you said it was i read an article (laughs) and you said you wanted people to um i cannot quote you i'm sorry but it was it was something that you wanted to change people with your music so how do you want to change people with your music and i know you've forgotten about it but you yeah (laughs) if you could change people i mean that's the reason we make art (laughs) what's the effect that you want to have on people well you know i just want to get people uh feeling something if you can make a song a song or a piece of art that brings someone into themselves in a reflective nature and makes them feel something, uh, whatever that may be. That I mean, it's a human experience. Art is is the human experience, and it, it really embodies that. So it's that's what art's all about. So uh, we're actually about to play another track of yours uh, called "Born to Do." Okay. And could you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah, "Born to Do" is. Uh, it's a song about uh, taking responsibility for your life uh, and, and your gifts. and Because um, we all have our own little uh, gifts, however subtle. Uh, some of them are, are less subtle. You know, not everyone can be a Picasso, obviously. But uh, we all have something to offer to the planet and to the world and to the culture at large. So it's, the song is really about taking, taking responsibility for that. Very cool. Well, thank you for coming to the studio. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Very magical. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so... Woo! All right. All right.
So uh, we're going to take another break and we're going to play uh, Born to Do from uh, Matthew Santos. Uh, if you want more information about Matthew Santos, be sure to check out our blog at nobodydanceshere.com and we'll link you up. And uh, If you have any questions, tweet us, call us. Yeah, do what you need to do to get the job done, in other words. All right. <laughs>
Alright, there's chaos in the studio. I need everyone to sit down. Nobody dances here. And we're back! I just said that, Neha. Uh, I missed the toy. It's okay. But we have Nicole Briggs in the house! And, and our entire audience is some... Yeah, I, I don't even know. Wait, the stu- wait, the phone is ringing. Hold on, I don't even know. Okay, hold on. Hello? Hello? You're on there. Hi, yes, my name is uh, Kenny, and I have a question for Nicole. Oh, you have a... Oh, hold on one second. Okay, ask Nicole. Hello? Ask him. Uh, ask her. Uh, well, my question is, is like, what are some of the, your your favorite lines, and how do they inspire you? Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, we'll get to that question in a second. I didn't. People love you already, and we haven't even introduced you. I know. Wait, hold on. I think it's because of my Facebook post your saying Facebook that I'm going to be on the air oh. via Crackberry here. <laughs> Crackberry, <laughs> Crackberry. <laughs> All right. Hey, we, it's got us addicted. So, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is Nobody Dances Here, a uh, live mm-hmm. radio show um, here at the Art Institute. And obviously, I'm still rusty with these one and twos. So, we've been having some technical difficulties, but it's okay. We all make we've, mistakes. Yeah, we're li- we're still alive. And, and we're we living got the it. fabulous Nicole Briggs here. She's going to give us some fashion tips. The and very she also hot, stylish, has and sexy. these hot Chicago fashion oh, well, events going well, on. Well, thank so you. Nicole, what it is? What's going on? What's going on? How are you? Give me the cheesecake. Give me the cheesecake about Shrink Boutique? Yes, mm-hmm. Shrink mm-hmm. Boutique. Okay, we'll start there about a year and a half, to almost two years ago. I wanted a store, I wanted it different. And um, to have a super different store, it does cost millions of dollars. So I started small and I started it online. Oh, wow. So you can only buy stuff online? I didn't even know that. You started it online. So it was online before it was an actual store? It is still online. We have offices on Monroe and now it's just a growing online, kind of like Shop Bop, Net-A-Porter, E-Luxury, all that stuff. My class took a field trip to your store. You, you, your class came to Robin Richmond. I, Nicole Briggs, wears oh. mini hats. Oh, I'm tricked. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry for that. Yes. But what, okay, tell, because we're talking about hustling, getting your hustle on. You're obviously doing your thing. So what other hats do you wear? Okay, um, I am a floor manager at Robin Richmond, a very avant-garde luxury boutique in Bucktown. I also run and own, co-own with Kenneth Carney, Shrink Boutique. And where's Shrink Boutique located? Virtually. Or or (laughs) 79 West Monroe. But www.shrinkboutique.com, correct. Mm -hmm. So it's right, people. There's also a blog on Shrink Boutique. And a Twitter and, and a MySpace uh-huh. and a Facebook. Got it all going on. See, she wow, like so you start you start on the internet and you're just all over the place now. That's amazing. Yes, we so. are trying to grow it, especially globally, because it seems like other currencies are a little stronger than the dollar right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about America. Yes, I'm talking about America. Right. But anyway, yeah, um still same blood, sweat and tears. But uh, without having to run the house of a storefront. Um, so wait, you, how does it go? How do you, how does your normal day go about? Do you meet designers, see their work? Yeah, this is how it goes. Um, before, I, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to have a blend of like 
European or Euro-inspired designers with Chicago designers. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit because I currently, I only have one Chicago designer now, Anna Fong, who I love. You guys might know Anna. She's excellent. She's, She's fabulous. Love her. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, I know what I like. I, I'm very strong about when I see it, I love it. I only get what I love. I try to not be so trend-based, but um, we have things from all over, and I just pick I via a show, a trade show, or online, or you know, people send me things all the time. My email always have line sheets in there from designers. So. Oh wow! So wait, are you telling me that once I graduate, I can email you my stuff? You can. Whoa. That's if it's good. I wouldn't do that if it's not good. Not, <laughs> so. It's called You're Shrink Boutique, not um, well, everything under the world. Big and thrifty. Not big and thrifty. Shrink Boutique. So first, that first I'm dissed off from being Indian and having brown skin, and now you're telling Nobody me. Nobody said Indian anything is. about you. You were always starting <laughs> fights. You always got to play the victim. <laughs> anyway, no, I was kidding. About I that, am also brown, by the way, because I know you guys can't. I know you guys can't see me out there. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am also brown. Okay. <laughs> okay, All so right. the three people here are brown. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it, people. Deal with it. I think all but one person in here right now is brown. <laughs> but yep. she behaves brown, so it's all right. It's okay. Like she's more but brown she is a brunette. She yeah. is, and we consider her brown because she has a lot of attitude. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> all right, getting back to how does it go about... Um, so you said you do take applications, you do look at resumes, you do look at things online, and you do give people a chance. Yes, I do. I like giving a small designer a chance because actually, in my opinion, I feel like that's when the designer, and kind of like with all creative fields, whether you're an athlete or a painter, you're always the hungriest when you're starving. And that's when you're the most creative. So I feel like you should give young designers a chance because that's when they're living in their mind the most, creating the, the, the good stuff. Right. Not when they're, as Matthew spoke about earlier, no, at the sellout point. Right. And right. then, as you notice, as artists get more and more famous, that's yes. when things get a little watered down. Right. But um, how do you, so how do you, well, having said that, how do you feel about things like Project Runway? Project Runway, I think, is an excellent show. I actually do not own or watch television. Oh. Um, but I do watch movies and I do watch shows like Project Runway when I get a chance. Mm. I used to be more addicted and then I got very busy with Shrink Boutique. Um, but I love, I love Project Runway because oh. they actually make things and you can watch them sort of make things. Right. And that's great. That's a real contest. And how do you feel about the Rachel Zoe project? Because somebody just yelled it out and you gave a dirty look. Rachel Zoe, um, <laughs> I mean, everyone has a talent, and sometimes that talent is personality. That is a very good answer. Have you ever thought about being a politician? I try to be diplomatic. Really, <laughs> <laughs> something we need to learn. I try to not be a hater right. at, at all costs. I'm trying really hard not to be a hater, but Oprah, <laughs> you owe me some money. Anyway. Uh, oh. Oh. You literally put Oprah on blast. I d <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. Because you know, on underground, people say Chicago's a city of haters, but 
I don't I don't think that that's oh I got a nod one nod can I get two, two nods? nods three nods two, three, three nods, nods. go on once four, four, four nods, nods. Oh, oh, wait, oh, what? oh you I heard it here first oh my the Olympic God. candidate Chicago is a city full of haters we are hating on our own city so that's what I try not to do. I try to still show the love. Right. And you're doing big things in Chicago, like this whole Save Anna campaign that you're doing. Yes. Would you like me to go into that? Yes. Okay. I'll <laughs> tell you. Okay. Um, I, right now what we do, I'll first speak about our, our aesthetic. It's kind of a street chic style, like you see, but we're trying to not be so mm, urban outfitters. Um, we're trying to be a little more serious. So I love iconic tees on men and women. And one of the strongest ones I saw that spoke to me, especially being in the um, fashion industry, was this Save Anna tee that I found online. And then I looked up the artist, was Christopher Lee Sauve. And he was a designer, I believe a graphic designer, before he started designing clothing. And um, he made these tees with Anna Wintour, Andre Leon Talley. Um, Klaus, some other people, and Bananas. And we can talk about Rachel Zoe because Rachel Zoe actually threatened to sue Christopher Lee Salve. But we'll get into that whole drama in a second. But um, discussing drama. Yes, 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 yes. But anyway, I was an Anna fan, and I know that a lot of people said that she was an ice queen and all that kind of stuff because the devil wears Prada. But I think it's more complex than that, and I can look up to her and be inspired by the work that she does and the passion behind her job because... I don't see anyone up stepping up saying they could do it better than her. So Ooh. if you can't do it better, don't Shut hate. your mouth. Shut your mouth. And so there was rumors going around that she was going to get replaced or fired, and Christopher Lee Salve created thus the Save Anna t-shirt, meaning save her job. Right. That's and we sell it at Shrink Boutique, so. That's cool. But how, how – okay, so I know that I've heard comments about it because I've taken some fashion classes here at the Artist too, which is – they're pretty serious about the fashion department. Very serious. But currently, our resource center does not carry American Vogue because they say that it's craptastic. How do you feel about this? I think that it's such a part of American fashion culture. I uh, mean, Anna Wintour's decision on what's hot and what's not literally turns the industry either makes money or it doesn't so i think that if you plan to work and get a job and or have a retail store that you're selling things that people like the public is reading this woman's what they consider the fashion bible right so for a resource center to not carry what is considered to be the fashion bible i think is controversial i mean they will i'm not gonna speak on this issue because french vogue out of the program Pretty much. They have French Vogue, <laughs> Italian Vogue. They have some issues of American Vogue, but it is not revered as the Bible that people speak of. She is a celebrity. It's not so much about the art anymore, but I think when I say it's so complex, I think deep down it is. Okay. Wouldn't you She's, say it's sold out now in the same context of being a celebrity? Now that they're making movies, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Does she still work hard? I believe so. All right. So being, because I know that you are in the fashion mix of the Chicago fashion circle. Yes. But how do you feel about Chicago as a fashion city? Um, it could be so much more. Um, 
you know, it's hard. You want to stay here. This is what happens. When you're a designer, I think, in Chicago, you want to stay here. You want to do big things, but it's bittersweet. You know, New York's the capital. Paris is the capital. And even a little bit in L.A., which that's a whole other discussion L.A. market. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're really talented, you have to leave to make your mark. That's what they tell us. It so if you sad. leave and make your mark, then you can maybe come back because now... You can create your own foundation, but to stay here, it's almost there. like you're stagnating your own success. Oh, that's weird, though. Like, cause like it's true. Chicago is like supposed to be like this big city, and for it not to have a larger presence in fashion is just beyond weird to me. Um, I thought about it. Actually, it's not that shocking to me because it's the Midwest correct it's still very conservative we're like a town with skyscrapers we are yeah very townish even, here even the people we very townish we dress up our buildings but we do not necessarily dress up to go to them we do not we dress our buildings and not ourselves right all day yeah so let's dress up y'all yeah let's dress up starting <laughs> <laughs> now run um all right on on the whole dressing up note what would you say your style is I try to blend things that are young and fun with classics. So like today, for instance, I'm wearing what everyone is wearing, skinny jeans. And Jay-Z, I can't fit money in my skinny jeans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wearing a Brian Lichtenberg tunic. And he is an example of LA fashion, by the way. I love Brian Lichtenberg. Yeah, he styles M.I.A.'s. A lot of her famous outfits I are designed by Brian Lichtenberg. Who? I love M.I.A. Right. And Peaches. Ooh. And Beth Ditto from Gossip. He okay. dresses her. Sierra, list goes on. Rihanna. So he's a big deal. Right. So in terms of like, because a lot of us are trying to still get our back to school clothes, our back to work <laughs> clothes for fall. Okay. What do you recommend? Like, I want to know, especially for guys, what should guys be on the lookout for? I really want guys to try to keep it simple. I appreciate all of the accessories and colors and men being so comfortable with doing it now, layering and wearing a colorful bag. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm so glad. So but much, too much. I think that a lot of men who are maybe considered fashionable should do a little make under. Yeah, I agree. Metro sexy? Make under. Make under. Take less. Yeah, that's back, to like basics. back to basics. It's for the metrosexuals. Go yes. back. Yes. yes, go back. Nice watch, nice wallet, nice jeans, a shirt that doesn't have too much stuff on it. Does this have too much stuff on it? No, you look fantastic. Thank you. Do you dislike my shoes? I don't, and I especially love your shoes because... They're all beat up. Get some old beat up boots, Thank guys. You. Thank you. We got into an argument last night. I walked out and they were like, Quentin, we hate your shoes. Stop wearing it. I'm like, no, they're no, so cool. No, I said they were too. I, all I said oh, was. And this is what I cannot wait to start doing here. <laughs> 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 Kicking it off. Right. Kicking it off. Fight, fight. Right. Girl, we'll No, no, no. I mean, I think like <laughs> irony is still in with for fashion. So, you know, people who are rich, you dress poor. People who wear beat up shoes and they're not, you know, really have a mechanic's job. Right. You know, you lumberjack look on men, but they're not really chopping down any trees. I mean, <laughs> all of that is still hot. <laughs> we got a lumberjack in the audience. We got one in the audience. And I, I, I like that. She likes it. I like that. 
any sorting red. Yeah, so metrosexuals, <laughs> it's time for a make under. Make under. And what about the ladies? The ladies, I like the confidence. I like where it's going. This is the first, you know what, Chicago women have been dressing up very well, very recently, a lot better on everywhere. From Michigan Avenue, of course, Wicker Park, Logan Square, the whole Northwest side. I, I like what I see. Mm, um, if you, all right, since everyone likes creating their own um, wardrobe so differently and everyone wants to be unique, what do you say about that? Okay, this is what you do when you want to be unique. Do not pay attention to anything you see on television at all. If you want to be That's unique, you. whatever you. you see on television or in videos or anything, just turn the other way. Don't look at it. And case in point, shaved heads, girls, ladies, grown women with jobs in cubicles. Do not shave the side of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> awkward moment. We have an audience member here. No, you, I see you over there. It looks fabulous. <laughs> I have gotten a lot of photos of just, you know, people I love dearly. And you don't have to shave the side of your head just because Cassie or Rihanna did it or whoever. You don't have to shave your but head. When, okay, you just told somebody in our audience who has her head shaved. Where? It's not. It's not shaved. No. Okay. So when is it okay? I need to know the difference. We need to for know the men. difference. No, for women. Oh. Wait. What is the difference? Okay, oh, you don't have your head shaved. Okay. Can you? Okay, Crystal, can, can she explain what her hair looks like right now? Sure, okay? no problem. Yeah. I'm going to give her a read of mic. Okay, just tell us what your head looks like. This is a taper. So a shave is like literally buzzing your hair. This is not buzz. She just cut it and just kind of took like some razors and it's kind of like... Just tapered it. Okay. It's it's not this is not buzz. I'm not bald. Alright. So that's just jailed. Just jailed back. Thank you. You got that slick back. Slick. You're a pimp called slick back. <laughs> Alright. I think it's just a lot of pressure, like, for women right now to be very cutting edge. Literally. Cutting edge. Literally. <laughs> she made you a don't pie. have to be so literal. <laughs> you know, if you want to keep your hair long on both sides, you're allowed to do that. You could do that. You could still, <laughs> you could still be cutting edge with hair on the north and south <laughs> of your head, east and west <laughs> of your head. So, I mean, you know, my personal style. Of course, I love trends. Do I love my leggings? Yes, I and love my leggings. Jeans. Yes, I love it. But just be careful. You don't want to look like a costume or like you know a you're trying to from a Tim Burton film yeah a character from a Kmart mannequin ad or yeah I mean you just don't want to look Ooh. like you're trying too hard right Clinton disapproves I don't I mean, not, disapprove. not look away the theory, not the theory the entire mannequin bit like people doing that what are you talking about anyway. look away look inside and keep everything don't don't take your stuff to the goodwill. I, I don't believe in that either. People be like, oh, every five what Oprah say every five years, you have to go in the closet Did and you? take and throw everything away. Don't do it. I say keep that stuff and if and especially if you're a fashion designer, keep it for the history and keep it so you could turn it into other things. Right. How fun is that, right? And vintage. Hello? Or sell it, but don't give it away. <laughs> okay. Well thank you, Nicole. I know somebody asked your question. I feel bad that they couldn't get back to you, but 
Yeah, wait, what was the question? Do you remember what the question was, Nicole? I think the question was, how do you create... I think we How answered it. How do you create it. your style? She just answered yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's what the question so caller, was. caller, she just answered it. How do I create my style? Yeah, we went over that. You yeah. know, I must be a style chameleon. My, com- my style changes every day. Even sometimes I want to dress a little masculine. Some days I want to dress really girly. Some days I want to dress really like electro punk. It changes. It evolves. Wow. So the CIA is never going to find you. Ever. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole, no. Okay. (laughs) Audience is misbehaving today. It's you, Quentin. I'm sorry, guys. All right, we're going to take another brief break. This is Nobody Dances here. Keep it locked and popping because we're not done talking. That rhymes. Are you you getting into songs now? Did Matthew just inspire you? Yes, he did. I'm going to write an album. All right. I'm going to work on that right now. Okay, do okay. it. So, uh, guys, sit now. tight. All right. Hello, hello. I want to shout out to... Oh, uh, God, shut up. I did not give you permission to talk yet. All right, so I'm sorry, audience member. Would you like to introduce yourself? I was really rude. Um, you, can right. talk. you can talk. You can hello. talk. Hello, what's yes. going on? Nothing much. All That's right. our audience. So can, I, can I first give a shout out to uh, Colin Welch and Scott Dunn in Woo! the audience? Um, just... Uh, 
I'm I'm great. <laughs> awesome. All right. So you guys, this is Nobody Dances here. Our season three party slash premiere. I obviously am very rusty today. I've just been like touching all types of buttons and they weren't working. I had Matthew Santos on. He was talking. The mic wasn't connected because I didn't press on. I'm a big idiot. You are. And I think we talked. I think we talked about the word fuck for way too long. So? It's okay. Though. Are you playing Bollywood there? Yes. I'm getting you in the mood, Neha. I need some headphones in here. I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm missing out. Yeah, you don't get headphones, audience member. So. Tell me, how long have you lived in Chicago? I've been here, um, I moved here in September 2008. I started going to school up here, and uh, I'm a Flashpoint student, and I'm going to my second year there for producing for film, and uh, I'm loving it. So um, so tell us, how did you how do you like the show? How did you feel about being in the audience today? Well, what I love most about it is the co-host, uh, Neha. And she continues to wear these black dresses, just scandalous as can be. And um, what was the question? <laughs> Stop <laughs> looking at her chest. Anyway. Uh, awkward moment. I think I should go home now. Right. But uh, we hung out yesterday, me and Neha, and we went to this club. Well, it was a club. It was a bar called it was Angels a bar. and Kings. And it's Ashley Simpson's husband that owns it. Pete Wentz. I don't know who that yeah. asshole is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a he's, he's, he's a, a follow-up boy. I don't really care. I don't listen to that music. Uh, but we went yesterday, and it was kind of empty, and it was uh, very fun. We're getting a call. Oh Christ! Okay, I'll come back in a second. Hold on. Uh, we're gonna try to take this call. Somebody's calling. Somebody's calling. Um, oh, th they hung up. Did I say something that they uh, didn't like? Maybe it was Ashley Simpson. You know, she's always playing on my phone. But. Uh, <laughs> I liked it when nobody was there, but then all these weird In people five came. Five minutes, the place got so douchebaggy. It, it was, was so douchey. It was so douchey. Yeah, there's, there's so a lot douchey. of there's a lot of clubs in that area. It's, a, it's the River North area. Uh, there's a lot of clubs there with with a bunch of fools standing outside. Um, one situation, I'll keep it short, but we were shooting a short film uh, a couple blocks from there, and uh, we had just a camera, very small crew. And um, as we were walking by filming, these two door guys were like, oh, you guys making a porno? <laughs> nice. Whoa. We're like, dude, come on, man. So just super lame and uh, off topic. Okay. However, <laughs> however it, it goes along with the douchebagginess that Neha uh, was talking about. I think they were douchebags. They were I'm all douchebags. We and then we left. And then we went to some other place that I actually really liked. Carryman? Yes. Yes. And Carryman is uh, great. Blue Moon Specials. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about our show topic was supposed to be going back to school, balancing your schoolwork with internships and stuff like that. So how have you been able to do that so far? Because well, I heard Flashpoint is really intense. That is actually a true statement. And um, recently, uh, well, I've been working an internship over the summer. And the, re the way I got that was just, it really is all about selling yourself. And, you know, when you go to events, um, you got to have business cards or, uh, or uh, some other way, or website, some, oh, yeah. some way to, you know, professionally get in touch with people. I don't even have business cards yet. <laughs> people are like, when are we going to get business cards? I'm like, okay, calm yeah, down, where is mine? team. You, you don't have to have a it card. Is. But... It's a great way to uh, exchange information with people right. when you're trying to do that. And so, th so it was a series of meeting someone to meeting someone, 
and then uh, you know scoring this internship, which uh, being an assistant on production shoots and just doing some in-house work for them. That's cool. Uh, you know, just it's great for the resume. It's great for uh, some of the work will be on my reel. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I also think uh, one thing you have to keep in mind is uh, how to stay organized. And one Absolutely. way that I got myself organized was Google products. So Google Mail, Google Calendar, uh, we're not advertising Google for them. Voice, Google uh, Chat. We're not. We're it's not promoting amazing. them. We're not promoting them. Why aren't we promoting them? Because they're not paying us. They are the reason why I have a radio show. I love you, Google. I do too, but they're not paying us. And right now. all so of the information we needed to research for the show came from Google's search engine. So take that, Neha. I never said I don't like it. I didn't. You gave that impression, though. No. Oh my gosh. You stop staring at my boobs now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she won that argument. But. <laughs> um, so I want to know you keep doing mini projects and you keep, um, I don't know, traveling to places and doing stuff. Neha, don't you just want to dance? I do. It's very distracting. Once again, I don't have headphones on, so uh, <laughs> you know, I feel dumb. I feel fucking dumb. You feel fucking dumb? Why do you feel dumb? Fucking dumb. Fucking dumb. Uh, Neha's dancing in this black dress, and I'm just sitting here with my uh, Neha, leg crossed. Are you wearing a bra? I yes. don't think it's you pink. are. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what is happening It here? was a lucky guess. It's, lucky guess. It's nippy in here. Did you say orange? <laughs> I like this. Oh. But yes, it is. Uh, yeah, so you guys just stay focused. You don't really need us to tell you how to get an internship. Um. Anyway, I think this. Okay, this music is really distracting. But um, no headphones. But <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's fall. I think it's high time. You move off your ass. It's bad economy. Try getting an internship. So when you do graduate <laughs> yeah, this summer, hey, you know you Neha. can go back to something. You, like, would you ever, okay, so you're dating, but would you ever date someone that I'm dating? was just a like couch that. potato? No. Couch potatoes wait. are awesome. First of all, I'm not dating. <laughs> Second so of all. you're not actively looking for somebody to be with? I meant that in the context Second of, like, of all, going on dates. Would I date a couch potato? I don't know. I like to be a bum sometimes and be a couch potato, but if it's a constant bum, if that's the question, then no. Why do you ask? I'm just curious, you okay. know. We have, you know, to talk about these things. Now. Do you want to date a couch potato bum? No. Okay. I don't think that would work. I don't think I could bring that home to my mom. So that wouldn't work out. All right. Fair enough. My mom would disown me. But, uh, yeah. Oh, and. Uh, I know. Can I wait. give an excuse why I wouldn't uh, date a couch potato? Why Go ahead. You? Chances are couch potatoes are uh, obese, overweight, wildebeests. Um, <laughs> no. the W word. But the biggest thing is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty stingy when it comes to money. And my gas mileage is going to be terrible if I'm carting around a, a large girl. Um, so that's pretty much why I wouldn't <laughs> date a couch potato. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Natalie, how do you feel about what he just said? We have our intern, Natalie, here. We need she a discussion. Gives people Listen, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have my lazy days where I sit around in my yoga pants and watch movies, okay? Yeah. And because of quitting this summer, I have put on some weight and eating out at fancy restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I like but how that's we really have to have awful. excuses for that. Like, I mean, that's just really you. Like, no, does but you're not a couch. Not mean anything to you. <laughs> Hold up. Because listen, if you can't make me laugh, you can get the hell out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's all about personality. Um, 
Um, but being a bum sometimes is not mean couch potato. Couch potato, couch potato is constantly being a bum. And Natalie is not constantly. I had an old roommate who was the definition uh, of a couch potato. Um, He, I don't even know where to start with him, but but uh, he sat in his room all day eating raw spaghetti and peanut butter, and that's all he did. How do you eat raw (coughs) spaghetti? (laughs) But (laughs) I know a girl across uh, my hallway who used to—I mean, back in the dorms—who used to only eat ramen and. I don't know, fried chicken or something every single day. Was she black? No. Anorexic white skinny girl. Oh, anorexic. Those are fun. You can't go out to dinner with those. So if you found a couch (laughs) potato and he made you laugh, you did him. Well, okay. I've had like the best of both worlds. Like I had, not name names, one. He was, he's a professional gamer. So he sits around on his ass all day and plays video games. And he was funny. Like, we had a good time. I, you know. Do what you have to do. I. Did his uh, jokes um, pay the bills? No. Ooh. So you dropped him like a bad habit, Natalie? (laughs) No, I stuck around for three years, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long time to be. <laughs> Damn, what was this about? You can get out of my house if you can't make me laugh. I can know. I tell another? What happened to that sassy side? Can I tell another uh, fat roommate obese couch potato story? Sure. Why so not? So he had a mini fridge full of YooHoo bottles. Okay. What the hell is you that? You open I this thing know. up and it's got YooHoo bottles. I don't so know what YooHoo, YooHoo is. Are, I have gas. The chocolate about drink. It's not chocolate milk. It's, it's chocolate water. But anyway, this kid was such a couch potato. He wouldn't ever do his own. Why? Dishes. Why were your roommates only with couch potatoes? Uh, just bad luck. That happens. So are your current roommates couch potatoes? What's that? Are your current roommates couch potatoes? Not my current ones. These are this is past Uh. roommates. Uh, But this kid had a a mini fridge full of YooHoo bottles, and when he would get done with drinking it, he would wash it out, peel the label off, put it in the drying rack, and uh, occasionally I would go by and just toss it in the trash because I was tired of looking at it. He came out of his lair one day filled with. uh, All all right, now you're just. Trying to make us feel bad for you. <laughs> and he said, Who keeps throwing out my Yuhu bottles? I was like, Dude, what do you want? He's like, Well, I fill it up with water. Like, Just get a glass of water. And he's like, Now I got to get another Yuhu bottle so I can take a drink of water. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. That is I, disgusting. Yeah, I, feel, I feel sorry for you. All right. All right. Wait. All right. So we have uh, we have another audience member who wants to. Cheeto. Wait, did you, did, did you want. What are, you, what are your opinions on right, dating couch potatoes? Why are we talking about couch potatoes? Because we digress on this show. God damn it. We're we tired banks. Well, I just wanted to say that I used to date. put them on blast. No, not date. Uh, roommate. Roommate that um, used to go to 7-Eleven and get the little like dollar meat packs. You know, the, like the real cheap little packs of meat that they keep in the fridge section? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Right. She would have like piles of rappers next to her bed like on the window ledge her bed was right next to the windows and like she was just like I guess she was counting how many she had or whatnot but it would like accumulate with all these like cans of soda and stuff all the time like people collect wine bottles and beer bottles she was a hoarder on the topic of food and uh, couch potato roommates you love to talk Sam alright this guy (laughs) he he loved hot dogs he was a video gamer you didn't know that (laughs) so he didn't want to dirty dishes and, and use buns for his hot dogs so he'd pull a hot dog out of the freezer, he'd put it on a paper towel, stick it in the microwave, just nuke it, you know, just, it's like three minutes. Right. He'd pull it out, make a pool of ketchup on this paper towel, dip the hot dog in it, 
and just roll up the paper towel and throw it away. Oh, wow. That's couch potato. Okay. So what did we learn today, Neha? We learned Matthew Santos is amazing. He's a badass. He's hot. I'm turning He's talented. And if I can find the button. <laughs> and I can't, so keep talking. Um, and he's a wonderful <laughs> person. And Nicole Briggs is the baddest motherfucker in the land. She is. She was one Ooh. wicked girl. And she's going to be a regular on the show, for those of you who love Nicole Briggs. And she's still here. All right. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, internships, you know, you need to be on your hustle, people. Yeah. Network. Can I make one more comment about internships? You know what? Even if we say no, you're going to do it, so you might as well. Okay. Well, this is like... Uh, All right, guys. It's been <laughs> great. Uh, we got to wrap things up. Uh, if you want to read more about Nobody Dances Here, make sure you check out the blog at www.nobodydanceshere.com. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. And uh, my lovely co-host Neha has one more thing she wants to get off her chest. J-Ho! Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good night.